Hello and welcome to the next episode of Forward Finance, the podcast where we navigate the digital age of finance. So today we will be talking about not necessarily a financial topic because we will be talking about ESG. It's something very related to our financial core process, but it is um, it is different in nature. So we have uh, a new uh, expert at the table. Um, today with me here will be Tim uh, and uh, Vin. And we will be talking about everything regarding the ESG working space. Yeah, we, we select people based on their names, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. so it matches well. Yeah, so the next one will be Pim. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so welcome, and let's dive into the topic. Um, I think Germans say it's a chefsache. That's all. Uh, when they, when the board really realizes, okay, this could hurt, did, we could lose our biggest customers when we don't fix this. So... And one of our customers, we really had our the the uh, the first year we helped them with this process. It was the, the sustainability department doing the kickoff. The second year, it was the CEO doing the kickoff, and he was not there for typically the half an hour uh, high and by. Uh, this is very important, guys. But I have ten other things on my agenda. But no, this guy stayed the entire day in the meeting, making sure that everybody was paying attention. All right, welcome guys. Um, why don't you give a, a brief introduction about yourself so the people that are listening know who is talking. Uh, Tim, why don't you start? Yeah, my name is Tim Ahmed and I've been implementing EPN solutions since the dinosaur ages. Sorry, it's a joke, <laughs> but I uh, had to get in there, you know, a long time, quarter of a century. So it is a dinosaur in this industry. But I love uh, connecting with people, networking, socially influencing, yep. name it. So, um, and people are hungry for information at the moment. And this is a really interesting, relevant topic. Yeah, it's it's new topic. Everybody has to, to learn something new, I guess. Um, however, when we say it's new, it's not necessarily new. And I think we will touch on that with Wim uh, later. But Wim, why don't you give a short introduction about yourself? Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, we have something in similar uh, or, in, or in common. Uh, uh, I'm also from the dinosaur ages. Uh, so I um, uh, implemented uh, performance management solutions for 25 years or something like that. Eh? So started off with good old Hyperion Pillar for... Yeah, those of you uh, that might still know it, uh, great product. You always love your first product, don't you? Yeah. 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 So first love. for me, that's that was my first performance management love. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, went a long way, and today my my role is more of a uh, uh, enterprise performance management architect. So I advise clients on what to use, where, and what the vision should be, and uh, what they already have. On their uh, on their shelves, it's always uh, quite impressive, I think. Yeah, and uh, ESG, I think it's a it's a very relevant uh, topic, and uh, for a lot of uh, uh, people in the in in the finance audience, it used to be that maybe it was yeah somewhere uh, at a different department, but now it's really coming to them. So uh, we get a lot of questions uh, on that topic. Yeah, I see a lot of my customers with their hands in their hair, like, how do I approach this particular uh, topic? It's a very relevant topic now with regulations coming up. Yeah. So I think all finance professionals and basically uh, uh, business professionals are somewhat related to ESG because it covers a lot of different departments within your organization. So let's dive into that. Um, one of the, the, the repeating topics on this uh, podcast is what kind of events have you been going through to see what, it, what was relevant for the last few uh, days and what is coming up? So, um, uh, Tim, why don't you uh, start? So, uh, it's interesting enough, I've done lots of events, doing different events, and this might be the case. Is it the fact that the community not doing as much uh, as, as we should think? But I have been to no events 
Okay. And I'd like to go to events. So in that sense, uh, is it because of the knowledge or what's going on? But yeah, definitely. Something we need to tackle. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Wim? We recently organized an event, actually, um, uh, um, uh, called uh, Non-Financials for Financials. Yeah. Um, uh, one of our sister companies uh, hosted that entire. And it was really a nice event, because what you see there is uh, uh, all these finance people, they are, are now moving more and more into this non-financial space. Eh? And of course, only... Only finance people can call this non-financial reporting. Eh? Anybody in anybody else in another function would never come up with the terminology of non-financial reporting. But uh, um, uh, and at some uh, at this event, you meet people um, uh, that are really looking for answers and how much is there uh, needed for compliance? What regulations are really coming? Um, uh, but also, yeah. Uh, Thing that we put on the table here is what technology can we use for this or can we just can we just solve it in our current solutions so people are really really uh, uh, digging into this um, um, and some some of the customers i met they have made their first moves yeah so uh, the really visionaries made moves long long time ago yeah because esg is not necessarily new right no 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 i, I think um um, uh, of course, the acronym ESG is something that you that, that is uh, hot and happening these days. Yeah. Uh, but I think we we implemented the first uh, really non-financial reporting, then more uh, CSR reporting. I think uh, more than ten years ago. So the, the really the more the, the visionaries uh, uh, that put uh, uh, sustainability at the core of their strategy and really want to make a difference. Uh, being uh, the sustainable leader in their industry, yep. uh, they implemented these processes uh, a long, long time ago. But they were they were more driven by vision than than by compliance. And it's an I intrinsic think motivation, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Sure. And now we have an extrinsic pose <coughs> coming from the regulations. So a lot of people are now uh, have to comply, basically, uh, yeah. coming with the new regulations. So that moves more people, you think? Yeah, and uh, uh, it's regulations on one hand. Yeah. And it's also financial stakeholders. Yeah. So you see a lot of private equity funds now going to their portfolio companies and say, okay, you need to bring more ESG data to the table because they collect their funds yeah. from sources that uh, uh, really say, okay, this is an important topic for us. So any money that we put on the table should be invested uh, within the, these um, uh, um, yeah, these metrics, these, these frameworks. Yeah, cool. Um, Tim, I, I think you've done some market research on the ESG. Yeah, no, it's quite interesting. I mean, uh, one of the great pulls to ESG, you know, from the market is regulation. Yeah, yeah. Fifty-six percent said, you know, they want to move to it because of regulation. But it's really funny, actually, what's happening. Yeah. So eighteen percent actually doing it really kind of full throttle. Some are eighteen percent started okay uh 35 are planning to yeah yeah but the funny figure is 29 percent no plans to at all no plans now to. it could okay. be uh you know are they part of the decision making process or do they know the repercussions or are they part of the loop you yeah. know in the communication uh so my take on this is yes esg is out there it's a hot topic this and that well how hot is it really yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that depends a little bit on who are you talking to. So what you typically see um, uh, at really a board level, it is a hot topic because they are being, um, uh, their financial stakeholders are demanding it from them. They are talking to them. Uh, they know uh, uh, from, from all kinds of regulations, it's coming to them. But not in every organization, it has trickled down to uh, uh, the right levels where it's being operationalized. So what you see, so in some organizations, it's still stuck at the sustainability department where people say, okay, this is something, uh, this is a sustainability topic, let's put it there. But what you typically see is uh, that um, the more quantitative side and, and the reporting and the data collection side, not something that, well, the people that are working in sustainability, they go working in sustainability to collect data and report upon it. Eh? So yeah. that, that's what you typically see um, uh, is that these sustainability people then are turning their heads and looking around in the organization, who can help me? And guess who is there to help them or who has the, the skills to do it and maybe the systems to do it, it's finance. But then if there is one group in a, in a company that is yeah, typically not the early adopter of these kind of topics, etc. And, and of course, uh, this is uh, this is not true in every case. But uh, exceptions are always there, of course. Yeah, exceptions are always there. But but uh, then you see there there is some pushback from finance. Uh, we have uh, we have got enough on our plate. Uh, we have to do the annual report, uh, all the stuff that's there. So yeah. all these new stuff, and it's oh, it's not yet clear, and uh, regulations are yet being made, and it's developing very fast. Well, maybe and go somewhere else. So that's, that's uh, so I think that the, the 30% of the uh, uh, yeah. 29%, something like that. Uh, I think my advice to them would be, go and talk to your sustainability peers in your organization. Ask them, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing about this topic? Or ask your CFO, what is our, how are we moving uh, with, uh, uh, for instance, uh, uh, CSRD? Uh, what are we doing there? What is our plan? Because I think it's interesting that you mentioned like the, the CFO. I think uh, within the finance communities, I see a lot of things, <coughs> people saying it, it should be the CFO's responsibility to report on, on ESG. How do you guys think about that? Yeah, um, well, um, ESG, the, the, the acronym ESG is actually, it's coming from the finance community. It's, it's an, it's, it's a term that uh, uh, that comes from investors. It's a, it's so it's an invention, <laughs> to say so, yeah. huh? um, that really comes from the finance uh, community and uh, should be really top of mind of a CFO. Um, but when you double click on ESG, you will see that it is such a broad topic. Yeah. Literally every function within your organization um, uh, should be involved in a. ESG alternative because it's about all social aspects. So HR is there. It's about all resources that you use. So procurement should be there. It's about operations because it's about energy consumption in your operations. So every person in the organization should be involved. But I think when you uh, look at at the end stage of, of it all, yeah, um, ESG is a topic where uh, finance should own uh, the part where you start reporting to the outside world and to your financial stakeholders. Yeah. So 
So it's it's part of regulatory uh, compliance. Is it also part of like the annual report, or how, how do you? What, what's going on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, part of the uh, the regulations is that that there, there will be all kind of uh, um, obligations mm-hmm. to disclose this information in your annual report, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. we already see the, the the big four accountancy firms <coughs> already recruiting for ESG controllers and stuff like that. So yeah. it's really coming. And if yeah. you are not doing anything about it, you're really gonna lag behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, uh, companies can take different views on this uh, or different strategies you can decide to be a leader and really uh, be uh, uh, ahead of the compliance curve and uh, take this up as an opportunity to really make a difference in your own market or you can be more uh, 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 sort of a laggard and and make sure you comply but that's it Uh, uh, take that approach Um, I think the, the latter approach is uh, a bit risky because what we typically see companies uh, that are that uh, at first take that laggard approach and say okay we, we will comply when we need to and yeah. and m- maybe uh, um, uh, legislation can be postponed a little bit uh, we are all used to that uh, we all know it that, that that you get one year extra two years extra uh, but then they are surprised because one of their big customers for instance um, they take uh, the lead approach and they demand from their suppliers that they deliver that information. And then you really have to cut corners to keep that customer uh, uh, on board and really bring all that data together. So it's a competitive risk as well, you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Sure. Uh, 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 You see a lot of supply chain uh, reactions in this field. So, yeah. Yeah, for instance, uh, we have uh, customers that are um, in the uh, fast mover consumer good business. Yeah. So they sell their uh, goods to retailers. And one of the, uh, the, the big retailers in the market is really uh, pushing this. So they are demanding from all their suppliers that they are able to report their scope three emissions. And when, you, yeah. when you then take uh, uh, the, the, the laggard approach, uh, you you risk losing a part of your business uh, uh, because of your the, the biggest customer you you might have is there and that's where you really uh, see that uh, for instance board members are stepping up because yeah. um, I think Germans say it's chefsache uh, so uh, when they when the board really realizes okay this could hurt did we could lose our biggest customers when we don't fix this so. And one of our customers, we really had our the the uh, the first year we helped them with this process. It was the, the sustainability department doing the kickoff. But the second year, it was the CEO doing the kickoff, and he was not there for typically the half an hour uh, high and by. Uh, this is very important, guys. But I have ten other things on my agenda. But no, this guy stayed the entire day in the meeting, making sure that everybody was paying attention, mm-hmm. and so that really got a different. Uh, uh, yeah, level of importance uh, to it. Yeah, so that's really what you see happening. Well, you see a lot of buy-in basically on the board level of these types of uh, uh, companies. Yeah. In order to stay relevant, you have to at least invest. Yeah. Um, okay, interesting. Um, and then uh, I think there's a common misconception that ESG is European regulations. Yeah. Um, well, CSRD is a, uh, a European regulation. But what you see is that uh, um, every geography 
is uh, creating their own uh, regulation. And I think that's also that's a bit different with financial reporting. Yeah, I've spent my as uh, the, the dinosaurs that we are, mm-hmm. we we spend a lot of time in uh, in finance, I think, or uh, finance related processes. Um, uh, and um, when you compare that the, the finance reporting consolidation stuff with uh, with ESG. Um, there is a, a huge difference because in finance we are used to having the uh, IFRS standards or US GAAP, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah. Straight it, standards where we can adhere to, and that Dutch GAAP, and yeah. that in, in our geography, mm. and that's about it. Yeah. But when you move to the ESG arena, there are 20 or 30 different taxonomies, standards, definition sets being used. And how is that? Well every stakeholder group has developed their own kind of framework, standards, etc. Yeah. So that brings a lot of complexity to the table um, uh, and also d- drives the um, uh, the volume of data that you to collect and report on, etc. Uh, to, uh, yeah, to an enormous amount. And uh, you, you need smart, uh, you need to be smart to uh, making to make sure that this is not becoming another bureaucracy in your own organization where you are asking people uh, to calculate the emissions of your cars you need your fuel usage well you you need to be aware that you don't ask these same questions 20 times in your own organization because then otherwise you get a lot of resistance within your company i can imagine yeah people will not do that eh? I think the main difference from ESG in comparison to traditional finance processes is that instead of just talking with the financials, you're now talking with the whole organization. And some, all, all those departments now have to do something they weren't doing before. So there's like a natural resistance uh, yeah. coming up there. So you have to be able to um, make the process as smooth as possible. And that's where EPM comes in, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, definitely. I mean, another couple of poll statistics was really interesting. Um, 54% of uh, respondents said it should be built in ESG module in the system they have mm-hmm. or uh, another 33% said have the option of a module yeah. of ESG yeah so it says that yeah we know yeah maybe they want a bit more kind of information in, re- yeah. in regarding the metrics so they said like uh, when we did a poll uh, Understanding the metrics, you know, is important. Yeah. The data, the complexity, the collection. The qual- so there's a lot of things to go about. So maybe it gets, they get into a headache or something like that. So <laughs> it's up to companies to break it down to manageable uh, portions. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's a complex subject if you think yeah. about it. But we need to make it easy for the people to understand. Mm-hmm. And if there's a modules in a system, you yeah. know, whether it's Tagetic, OneStream, Board, whoever, that they actually tell about that or have that option in there and have those kind of we have to also say what are the penalties that will happen yeah if this don't happen and what are the penalties are there some penalties that uh, they're gonna have or in terms of what i see from from my customers at least is that typical epm processes involve like i have to key in or uh, import in my 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 statements my financial statements and that's something that a financial is used to so we are as financials used to working with excel sheets and inputting data there mm-hmm. but what i what i see from the esg projects that i've been involved with now the people that are 
uh, are responsible for keying in the data, they are not familiar with working with Excel sheets. So you basically get this data collection part, which is really tough for the for the different various departments that are involved in the process because they don't know how to work with these systems and they need to because we have to make sure that our reports are accurate. So there is some layer in between the, the non-financial departments and the finance departments yeah. that we need to bridge in order to get the, the, the right data in. What yeah. do you feel about that, uh, Wim? Yeah, I totally agree because what you typically see, eh, for instance, take on all the, the, if you take the S from ESG social, eh, yeah. um, then you typically see that a lot of HR people are involved throughout your organizations. Yeah. Well, if you bring a typical EPM solution to their desktop, to their laptop, to their tablet, whatever. Um, yeah, they will really have a hard time to work with that. Um, uh, uh, they are not used to using these Excel sheets, these more or less rigid workflows that we know because you need it for a finance process. These are uh, people that are, yeah, they are HR people working with people. They have. They went to HR because they want to work with people. So uh, collecting these data and, and, and working with these sheets and that data collection is not something that's, that's really close to their nature. Um, uh, and that's also what we see then. What, what typically happens is that a controller, um, uh, a controller uh, becomes a, a, a node in a network and where uh, uh, all these other functions just send spreadsheets, data dumps to these controllers. Yeah. And they, this local controller then has to make sure it ends up in the EPM system in a, in a proper way. And I don't think that's a, a really a best practice and something that's very sustainable to say so. That because doesn't sound like the basis of a, a good and smooth process to me. No, and not only that, but it will also be a threat for your assurance because also, uh, uh, the new regulations that are coming are um, are, are, are driving uh, a need for assurance. You already talked about uh, talked about auditors, but everybody needs to have what we call uh, a reasonable uh, assurance uh, somewhere. Um, <clears throat> so this level of assurance will be hard, of course, if you have this nice EPM system with all these KPIs in it, but underneath there's this big Excel hushy-mushy, flushy uh, <laughs> uh, thing <laughs> yeah. where you don't have a uh, you don't have a real audit trail. When was this data extracted? Did not anybody make corrections in there because they didn't like the figures that much? Uh, um, who did what when? Uh, you can only see that at the node use level. So I understand that people somewhere in the process would like to have it all together in their beautiful EPM solution. I think that's good. But I think just as with finance, you need something like a layer underneath it. A, uh, as in finance, we have accounting systems doing the accounting for us. Uh, and these, yeah. uh, these are connected to our ERP systems or whatever. And that all rolls up to our EPM system. In this, it would be funny if in this topic you would have an EPM system, but also the EPM system would act like the accounting system and the ERP system that you need. So yeah. I think we are, yeah, we need some adjustment there. So it's basically a mindset again, where people think that from the EPM 
market, this is what we need, but there's actually a layer beneath that yeah. we have to address yeah. as well. Yeah. And what kind of things are you, uh, do you see then in the market? Yeah, there is a there is an enormous market now. Um, Logical, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, there, there is a, uh, and they have been around for 10 years, but they were typically solutions used by the sustainability department. Yes, yes. So CSR, yes. uh, CSR uh, corporate sustainability reporting solutions. They have yeah. been around for quite a while. Uh, I think some of them as long as 20 years or something. So uh, and we are back to the dinosaurs again. But <laughs> okay, l- let's fast forward to today. Yeah. But I, uh, but so so there are a lot of these solutions out there. Some of them cover just one topic. So they are typically just on emissions, or yeah. they are just on on social. Yeah. So you could say best of breed in their own dimension. In in their own category. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. then you would need multiple of these solutions for every topic again. Yeah. But Okay, if if it's really complex and if you're really a huge scale, that's something that's worth discovering. Um, uh, but there are uh, um, maybe even 100 uh, of these solutions uh, available. But I think what is important is uh, when you are in, in uh, when you are using performance management solutions, go talk to your uh, sustainability department. What are you using already? And if they aren't using anything. Uh, I think, okay, going the performance management route is logical since that is the solution that you know. But I think you need to think again, do you want all that complexity and all these dirty details of, let's say, all your lease cars or all your buildings? Do you you want them all in your EPM system? Or do you need something in between? And there's a, a, a great market for that as well. I think with that layered approach, you will keep the complexity out of your EPM system a little bit and um, uh, run that process with all the, the details that you need in a in, in an engine that, uh, that that will do that just fine. Yeah, it all boils down uh, actually to proper use of the product, right? I mean, you yes. could do you you could. Uh, have your general ledger in an EPM solution, but you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could key in your ESG data in uh, EPM solution, but basically your conclusion is don't. No, I think it it was fine when we just started off with a CSR report with just a 20, 30, 30 50 KPIs. Yeah. Uh, because you did, ju- and you did it just once a year. Huh? So you made these calculations somewhere in an Excel, you uploaded uh, 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 your electricity usage, you calculated the emissions, etc., etc. Yeah, uh, but now we have to go, for instance, to all these scope three uh, emission calculations. You need to get external data into your system. You probably don't want your suppliers to enter your uh, performance management solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have a portal where they can, and that's the stuff that a proper uh, sustainability management system uh, that will offer you these opportunities, and that will yeah. keep your performance management system nice and clean. And just yeah, yeah. Take what you need from it for your reporting and your uh, non-financial report. Uh, nice and clean, but it also sounds like a licensing nightmare if you would uh, add all your suppliers to your EPM solution because a lot of yep. EPM solutions have like a license where <coughs> you pay per user. Yeah, and that's not going to uh, be very effective. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I think also that um, yeah. For instance, if you just want to involve all your uh, or uh, people from the HR community these social metrics that we talked about if you want to involve them and if you want to uh let's say just have them enter uh, a figure set uh, every quarter 
um, yeah, do they really need such an extensive license with everything on top of it, etc. Yeah, there's also there's also a, a, a business case uh, uh, to that as well. Yeah, there's definitely question marks we can set with that. Yeah. Um, Tim, do you see any uh, interesting developments in the market regarding ESG uh, further uh, at your customer base? Yes, I mean, uh, in terms of, uh, do you mean more in terms of the systems? Uh, like, yeah. I know Targetic and OneStream are really putting a lot of effort into it into, in terms of that, and people are showing the interest, and there are yeah. some developments going in there. And I do think, based on this uh, talk here, I think... I'd like to also organize some events in terms of people to understand more Yeah. because I'm doing stuff in London already, um, a Friday finance club with CFOs and other people where people just come in uh, and discuss various elements and topics. But I think ESG is more hot than people, would, you know, it, it has to be there in the, in, the, yeah. in the forefront. So even though the systems are there, I think better knowledge is needed in terms of how to do the project and maybe it's more internal knowledge of a company rather than what's out there they have to as you said talk to the different departments yep. what's there yep. you know do they talk to each other it's you a know, case of awareness things like that i mean i know yeah. for a fact to get it part of walter's crew they have a system called enablon yeah. which is a system which now they are starting to talk to each other in terms of yep. targetic and they're part of this yep. division i know i think that's a pretty smart strategic move actually that they're making at walter screw because they yep. are addressing like the top layer yep. of epm and yep. then the bottom layer of the the data collection there uh, exactly i think it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal should, um, but i'm sure there's other companies out there who have yep. systems which they can talk to each other and do yep. that and you will also see the, uh, all kind of partnerships being formed eh? where yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about yourselves are you doing any ESG projects or, or you're talking to your customers? How's the uptake there? Yeah, we're running several ESG projects uh, at the moment and uh, uh, these kind of topics are the ones that uh, that, that are addressed there a lot. So the the, 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 men, the things that uh, Wim just mentioned about uh, having to insert data in a not really uh, smooth way and yeah. the report. So from a reporting angle, it's uh, the, the solutions are pretty good. So yeah. when you, for example, take a data point, you can take from these different modules, you can see, okay, this data point is used there, there and there. So you can, can and reuse those data points over the various KPIs. And I think that's really neat and that's really awesome to have and mm. uh, export like uh, reports. Like this is the, 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 the comparison that we made for the uh, total CO2 uh, emissions. <laughs> Because you have to, to convert everything to the same metric in order to, to compare apples with apples. Sure. And if you can give that to your auditor, then you could show that you are in control. And I think that's really strong. Um, but there are of course a lot of challenges. Getting the buy-in from different departments. Mm. We see that this is new for a lot of people. So they don't know how to do it yet because of the regulation thing. It's not new in a sense that we've already, already been, been doing this at a lot of customers. Yep. So people are really looking at each other, like how are, are my, my competitors and how are my neighbors doing it? Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. That's also what you see in an event, eh? that people are really asking each other and how, how do you do this? Um, and one of the things here, eh, sometimes we get a question, or I recently got a question from a customer that said, okay, we want to, implement ESG reporting, and uh, I think that we're using uh, OneStream, or still using OneStream, uh, very happy with it. Um, uh, and then they said, okay, we, we want to do this, there's all, uh, all these ESG metrics in there, and then we said, okay, let, let's, for one moment, let's check at the sustainability department, what they have. And we found out that they were already using Swera there. They had implemented Swera, I think two years ago, so an enormous amount of information was already just avail available um, and that helped to reduce complexity 
uh, enormous and we just had to pick up top level KPIs that we needed. We brought them into the platform and so, so uh, uh, um, sometimes it's good to just ask a question and uh, realize that EG is really a, it is a very cross-functional topic. Yeah. So yeah, you need to do, uh, you really need to uh, to go out in your organization and have some conversations uh, left or right. Yeah, I think that's to a see what's very already important there. general takeaway. Yeah. Just ask yeah. your colleagues who's already working on this because yeah. somewhere in the company, it must already be uh, a relevant topic. Yeah. Yes. In, yeah. in the end, you should get yeah. a, a board level buy-in, yeah. um, but but it's very likely that somebody in your company is already working on these kinds of things. Yeah. If you're not sure. aware already. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Uh, for instance, facility departments. Um, they uh, they also have to comply to, to their own uh, uh, real estate regulations uh, in this country, and they have to report about how they will save energy and do the emissions. So that's another regulation, and it's totally. I, th I think it's a bit of off topic for uh, uh, a performance management solution. But when you are talking to your facilities department and you find out that they've made all these calculations for the other regulation, you can just pick up the data. And sometimes they've even implemented, of course, another separate solution for that. Yeah, that's a great find. And it uh, makes life easier eh, if yeah. uh, somebody has part of your job already. So, uh, yeah, it's a funny coincidence. I was working at a large insurance company about five years ago, implementing an IVRS change there. And I was sitting across the table from somebody from facilities. Mm -hmm. And it, it, the, the guy was totally not related to the finance department, but he was just sitting in the area. And I've been talking to this guy uh, for once. And he, he was mentioning to me, oh, yeah, I'm uh, tracking all these uh, incidents that we have in the company. And I'm tracking the health and safety uh, guidelines. And all those kinds of nuggets of uh, important data, those are already in your company yeah. somewhere. So you just have to find them. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Completely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think um, uh, we're going way over time, uh, but that I think that's fine because uh, uh, it's a very interesting and relevant topic. Um, <coughs> I might even want to talk about this again in the future to see recent, more recent developments. Um, yep. But for now, I would like to thank you very much for your attendance, Tim. Thank you. Thank you, very thank much. you very much for your attendance, Wim. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Are you, if you're interested in talking about ESG or if you're interested in uh, other questions that you have for the podcast, or even if you're interested in a career in finance, do not hesitate to uh, send us a message over at podcast at finex.nl. Um, I'm gathering the questions that I have from, from all my listeners already. And uh, um, maybe you want to address even a, an episode in the future with uh, uh, just covering all these kinds of questions that I had from the audience. Um, but for now, I would like to thank you very much. Um, in the future, we will be having the Future of Corporate Reporting, an event. And there will be the Friday Finex, uh, Finance Talks in London. Uh, corporate reporting is in uh, the Netherlands and then the, the London uh, drinks are of course uh, there and um, I will make sure that you are able to subscribe or sign into those uh, events in the show notes so do check those out when you're done and uh, then I thank you very much for your time thank you so much thank you